Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs> What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I am Kyle Krabs, your co-host of the Draft Dudes, and I am not joined by Joe Marino. You see, we took to the Twitch streams last night, twitch.tv slash the Draft Network, and Ben Solak of the, the Draft Network and I played a little game called Guess the Prospect, where we read each other our scouting reports for 2019 NFL Draft Prospects and tried to guess each other's players live on the air. We hope you enjoy this special programming, and Joe and I will be back again tomorrow with another episode. I've been trying, like, I've been so jonesing to grind tape. I've, there's, there's, I've gone through all the top running backs over the past few days, which I'm happy yeah. about. Yeah. But I just, there's so many ancillary responsibilities we have with launch coming up on February 25th, 2.0, Mock Draft Machine, Build Your Own Big Board, make sure you're there. Uh, that I just, I just don't have time to watch as much film as I'd like to anymore. It's so weird. Yeah, it's the struggle, right? Like, yeah. not used to having a, to balance the extra stuff, but here we are. But, uh, yeah, everybody raise your glass. This is a good point yeah, by Garrett. True. We're going to raise our glass. We're going to pour one out for Jeffrey Simmons tore his ACL over the weekend, which sucks. Like, anytime you have a guy that gets hurt in the pre-draft right. process, that absolutely sucks. And uh, we wish him nothing but the best. But I guess the silver lining, right, is it's – early february so like this is a guy that could potentially get some snaps yeah. you know the end of I the mean, year, so, end of the right, year it, it's so tricky because now you have to you're gonna have the team to cross him off the board because of his history because of his violent you know the violent incident 2016 i think it was because of his background you have the teams that are going to drop him but not necessarily cross him off and now you have to like factor in if you're talking about draft stock the teams are going to cut him you know cross him off and drop him for the injury like there's so many right. factors to deal with with his evaluation which for me is is devastating i know you have like an early second on him i have a top 10 grade right i mean this yeah. is a player i love and we, when last time we were on twitch together i talked about him and my comparison for him i think he's a great player yeah so we have a couple people asking us how far we think he drops yeah. um sydney jones maybe like that oh. that range I mean, I mean that's tricky for me because like that's a, a a corner on an Achilles. Like that's that like I'll put it this way: Eagles pick Sydney at forty three. I thought that was too early to go get Sydney, and I mean he's not been able to be healthy in two years. Right. Um, I think that's that's kind of my expectation though, as far as the impact right. of the injury for him. You know, there's there's teams that are going to have more depth that are going to be moving fluid throughout the 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 course of the second round and. The, the end of the first night's always a really nice time to kind of stop, reassess your draft boards, uh, get aggressive if you see a guy that you want. So a team may break that's picking late in the second round, and they may huddle up and say, like, look, if Simmons is there, we've got depth at this position, but we may have depth universally right. across our roster and feel like this is a, a great chance to get a really – high caliber football player if he ends up sliding past pick X where we feel like we're comfortable yeah. with the price. Let me ask you this, Kyle, because yes. I don't know the answer to it, and we'll get into uh, guest the scouting report in a second, but 
you're you're a, a general manager you're a director of, of college you know a scouting, that's the dream whatever. yeah yeah and you you yourself you've got uh simmons with character concerns and now he's not testing his pro day and you don't even really like have that much of a needed defensive tackle obviously you're still going to be sending people to the mississippi state pro day they have enough prospects montez sweat jonathan abram that you're right. going to send folks right? right but if you're really like if you're not you know super interested in him to begin with especially he's not going to be out of the combine i think there's a chance that just some teams just, just simply don't do homework on him and just say listen it's not worth our time yeah, I mean, I think that's something that I think casual fans of the sport would be surprised to find out, like, some players that just aren't on draft boards, right? Like, that's not what the whole draft process is about, is we yeah. want to uncover those red flags that are going to make us remove you off of our draft board because we there's too many red flags and red tape for us to clear to feel comfortable with you. I think there's teams that will do that with Jeffrey Simmons now that you have a medical and an off-the-field issue, even if it was four years ago, three years right. ago. And that's yes, why it's like, an ugly incident. Yeah, we had somebody who just asked, like, you know, Eric asked, like, he's being talked about top 20, given his off-field issues, it seems odd. But yeah, like, it only takes one. And so, like, if, you know, the Browns were going to take him at 17, like was rumored, you know what I mean? And it, it right just in. showed up, right, exactly. Then we say, okay, teams had him top 20. Well, not necessarily. Team did. And it could have yeah. been 2, 3, 4, or it could have been 17, 18. And, like, and to me, I think about the Browns. I think bringing in Kareem Hunt decreases the likelihood that you bring in Jeffrey Simmons. Sure. Right. How much Dorsey's bad got, PR can you yeah, tackle in one? Exactly. Dorsey's got the history for it. I agree. But if you go in, you know, on February, you're bringing in Kareem Hunt and, and then April, you're bringing in Jeffrey Simmons. Listen, those players don't pan out. Just one doesn't pan out. I mean, you've got like big, big problems to deal with in terms of the media. And that's something Cleveland especially can't be dealing with. Also odd that they signed Kareem Hunt because Nick Chubb's better, but I digress. Listen, Duke Johnson, baby. Is he on the trade block? Yeah, he's out. Is how he's there, he's baby. Out. Bring me yeah. Duke. Yeah, he's he's the uh, Darren Sproles heir apparent. Let's say if Sproles retires and we just immediately trade for Duke Johnson. <laughs> Can we talk about our, our boss is watching Twitch and bowling at the same time JC, in the comments? Bowler, by the There's way. nothing JC Cornell can't do. It's incredible. Should host, uh, we should host a little like a competition for like our fans, right? Whoever can beat JC in, in a bowling ten frames can like you know get like free subscription or whatever. How about whoever can out drink Kyle Krabs gets a free subscription? How about whoever? What do I do well enough um, to make drink, drink milk? I guess I don't know. Whoever can say more hokey idioms in sixty seconds. You know, wait, what was the word that used when you hit me up to to get this thing lined up? Um, let me know when you're ready to hop on so we can make sure everything is copacetic, baby. Copacetic, copacetic. yeah. So, we're gonna put people in in a spelling bee against you. Oh or, man, Kyle, you're looking yeah. at the sixth grade third place Monroe County finisher. One wow. myself, $200. Baby. $200. I out, okay, so I fell out on the word Mikado, which is of Japanese origin, and I was not prepared for it. The next two words decided the tournament between two and one, and I knew both of them. I was furious. I was inconsolable for a week. This is, we are off the rails. Do you want to guess some scouting reports? Let's get some scouting reports, <laughs> though, baby. I'm excited <laughs> for this. This will be fun. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so uh, I, as the senior member of the staff, am demanding that you read your first report first. Okay. I can do that, especially because I, like, you know, this is my first time playing the game, and so I'd like for you to guess first. Yes. Do I give you any information previous, or do I just run into it? You give me position, 
and then you read the summary. It's from the 2019 NFL draft class. Yes, sir. And then once that's established, we read it, or you read it, I guess if I need a hint, I don't get a point for it, but then you proceed to give me hints until I get it right. And we're also looking, and we want to give shout-outs to people in the comments who get it right. Yeah, now, you so don't you don't feel like, oh, they got it right and you're still guessing, but like once the player's been revealed, then you say if, if people got it right. Okay, that sounds good to me. I'm going to start with my... I don't want to call it a softball. Maybe you won't get it. That would be a little mean. But I'm going to start with who I think is the is the easiest pick. Does that sound good? Yeah. Wide receiver. You ready for it? Yes. All right. <clears throat> a high floor player with a clearly defined role at the next level, blanks physicality, ball tracking ability, and knack for catching through contact will make him an instant red zone threat at the next level. For schemes that trust their quarterback wide receiver connections on back shoulder fades, Blank's value only increases as his best traits translate downfield as well. But with strong releases at the line of scrimmage and lightning quick hands in the short areas, Blank also offers the ability to move the sticks regularly by separating from press and presenting a big and immediate target. He won't often house his short targets with breakaway speed or elusive traits, nor will he win on multi-break isolation routes. But he is an immediate starter in a valuable scoring role for an NFL offense. All right, so I was leaning Hakeem Butler until you talked about releasing off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It's one of two guys. It's either Kelvin Harmon or J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. We, we have a Kelvin Harmon guess. We have a Kalen Saunders guess, which is interesting. Yeah, it's uh, a I good I like I like that guess. <laughs> yeah, there's, I've got two Hakeems. I've got an Arcega-Whiteside. I've got a Metcalf. Wow. Let me tell you right now, my Metcalf uh, summary has zero bad things in the world to say. I've I got to go with our Sega white side. There's some folks jumping in on our Sega white side and knowing that you were a guy that was super high on our Sega white side before the season. That's my final answer. One for Kyle Krabs. Very nicely done, my man. I was so upset to see Joe literally just publish his report like, like a half hour ago on our Sega white side. Good report. Uh, I think it breaks down his skills nightly, nicely, but I was pissed because it got on. On the timeline, and I saw you retweet it, and I was like, dang, our Sega White Side's going to be in Kyle's mind. It's going to be yeah. prevalent there. Okay. Now, I'm glad you didn't block me on Twitter this time, though, like you did last time. And knock you out of all of our shared DMs. Yeah, yes. so, yeah, so here's what happened. So Ben and I did a Twitch a couple weeks ago, and the process was what? It was comparisons, right? Yeah, and so I dropped the comparisons a comparison and- I wanted to talk about on the timeline. And Ben said, oh, I'm just going to block you so that you can't see it until after the Twitch. Well, then over the course of the next week, I'm trying to get into all of our group DMs and people are asking me why I left them. And then it became apparent that when Ben blocked me on Twitter so I couldn't read his comp, he booted me out of literally Every I had never blocked DM. anybody on Twitter before. I didn't know what would happen. Holy shit, kid. Like, really? I was I was steaming mad. I was steaming mad. I was totally innocent. Okay. Uh, I also have a wide receiver prospect. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. 
I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. For the 2019 NFL Draft. Hand me with it. Blank projects favorably as a prototypical X receiver in the NFL. Blank's size, contested catch ability, and skills defeating press coverage combine to offer an impressive package of traits especially when considering the versatility blank brings to an offense as a run after the catch threat, deep threat and red zone target blank may require some further time to develop, but he has dominant traits. Oh man. All right. So like you, uh, I, I, I early thought it was Harmon when I was hearing the positive things and I don't think I, I lost it on run after the catch ability. Because yeah. I think that's that's the weakest aspect of Harmon's game right now. So, man, we keep treating Harmon nice and then losing it when it comes to the weakness. We're honeypotting him. We're honeypotting yeah. him. And now, again, I think Metcalf was a consideration. But I don't view Metcalf as needing significant development. I really don't. That's at least me. I, I've seen it a lot in the chats. Hunter Renfro is a funny one. I've seen a lot in the chats. <laughs> I, know, I know you're real big on Nikhil Harry at Arizona State. The run after catch, the ability to affect all three levels of the field, and then the development needed, I think, in his releases is the biggest weak point of his game. You're higher than me on him. I don't think I would have been that glowing as far as his ability, but Nikhil Harry is my guess. Listen, you write scouting reports on what you think a guy can do. You are correct. That is Nikhil Ooh. Harry's scouting report. So we had all wide receivers, baby. We had um, Ravens 1369. Nice. Mville 9. Uh, Zach Gingy. Uh, Lake McGroove, yeah. uh, Turner underscore. So lots of folks dialed in on the Nikhil Harry report. And that's that's always a flattering sign, right? When you can just read your summary and not say the name, and people can kind of yeah. piece together who it is. That well, means you did a nice job painting a picture of who that player is. Yeah, and it's funny because we both picked players that we're probably a little bit higher on than consensus to start out with. Right. I think we were identified with that as well. Like, you know, I, um, I was thinking to myself, like, this is like, Kyle picked this guy. It's probably a guy he wants to talk about. Nikhil Harry, I know he's higher on than everybody else on staff. He's higher on Nikhil Harry than Kelvin Harmon, which is a gross appropriation of justice, but it's fine. Okay. You going to give me another report or what? I am going to give you another report. This is a safety. You ready for it? Yes. All right. A tricky evaluation. Blank has starting potential at both free and strong safety in most schemes for the NFL. 
With a pro-ready frame and the athleticism to match up with tight ends and man coverage, some teams may like his length, ball skills, and hitting power in the box. With good speed and great adjustments to the football in the air, some teams may prefer him deep down the field. Regardless if he develops, he has the potential to be one of the biggest steals on day three in this draft. But as it stands, the mental side of Blank's game remains underdeveloped. Blank guesses more often than he diagnoses, which he can sometimes cover up with reactionary quickness and speed from a deep alignment, but near the line of scrimmage, it runs him out of position immediately. With poor tackling technique and inconsistent angles to the football as both a cover man and fill defender, you cannot trust Blank in year one and must make an investment on him based on year three upside. Holy cow. This is tough. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody said TJ Green. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Oh, man. Yikes. All right. So we think he is potential for free or strong of questionable tackling. Did I I read that or hear that right? That's correct. We've got a Nikhil Harry guess. We've got Ugo Omadi, Marquise Blair. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> I don't know if he has deep speed, man. <laughs> um, boy, I'm looking at the safety list right now. Is it... Day three is what threw me off. Yeah. I thought I had a vibe on it until, until you said... What were you thinking? I thought you were going to go with um, Taylor Rapp. Oh, no. Rapp is much higher. Well, you, you like Taylor Rapp. Yeah, for what he is. Um, Obi Melifonwu. Honestly, not oh, wrong. No, yikes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good call, though. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, like, listen, fit the name in, it works. Jonathan Abrams is a guess that I expected. I like that guess. I'm going to go with Evan Worthington. Dang it. Come on. How'd you get that one? I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I thought I had you. Worthington, man. Put on the USC tape. I was just going to say, tell, tell folks a little bit about him if they're not familiar. Put on the USC tape. I mean, we have great angles to the football. We have an unbelievable interception. We get to the second half, we have like the exact same look, and he completely bungles the angle, and I couldn't tell you why. I've watched it 25 different times. There's a video up on it on our YouTube channel. You can go watch it for yourself. Takes nice angles coming downhill. Makes some good tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Great stuff. Put on the, the Nebraska film? I have no idea what he's doing. Did he wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Did he not his Wheaties? He's running into ridiculous blocks he has no business doing. He's coming into contact super hot. Now, Nebraska didn't threaten down the field and didn't threaten his deep alignment nearly the way USC did. I think right now he's better free than he is strong, even though he's 200 plus, he's like 6'1", he's got 32 inch arms. So he can be a nice combo safety for you because he gives you ability at both spots. And if you go like UCL, UCLA in 2017, UCLA in 2018, were both really good films for him. It's just, there's so much inconsistency right now. And I think it's mental. I think it's, he needs to stay in one spot and really work it there for a couple years because Colorado moves him around a lot. He's the best player they've got coming into the draft. I like him like round four, round five, but it's just so hard to fully buy in on him because right. you cut up his 15 worst plays, and it's like a, head, a chicken with his head cut off. All right, so I don't think we had anybody in the comments guess Evan Worthington. And that's why you're, uh, you're, you're the boss. That's why you're up there. That's why you I'm the boss. Me. All right, yeah. so I, I have a pass rusher for you. Interesting. You're not you're not just you're not declaring edge or IDL. Oh, he's an edge. Okay. He's an edge. 
I was just trying to make sure you weren't trying to pull fast. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not trying to box you or anything like that. All right, hit me with it. Blank projects favorably as an impact pass rusher at the NFL level. Blank has an explosive first step, speed that accelerates through the turn, flexibility, and short area suddenness that make him very difficult to account for off the edge. Blank shines when he's afforded room to stress offensive tackles, so wider alignments will be favorable for his pro forecast. Blank shows room to grow with better extension skills versus the run. That could be a lot of guys. See, I feel bad because I know you just watched a guy that I just watched who I like, which is Christian Miller out of Alabama. And so that's my first thought because I know you just watched him. And, man, Miller does some stupid stuff. I mean, just some unbelievable stuff. Now we talk about better extension. Yeah, I'm seeing Ja'Kai Polite, better extension. But I don't think Polite is really that bad against the run, to be honest with you. And I'm not sure extension is what I would say being his biggest issue there. I would think it'd be more just his ability to anchor in general at his size. Winovich, I've seen as a guess. I don't think that's Winovich. Winovich is not a guy who's going to win, like Kyle said, by by increasing speed around a turn. Winovich doesn't right. have really that bendability. Right. Ooh, Jalen Ferguson. Oh, man, I haven't watched a lot of Ferguson. Ferguson might be a good guess. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, uh, this is like, uh, you, want, you want me to, millionaire. you want me to give you a tip off here? It, it's, it, it won't count against you. You can still get the point. Okay. Jalen Ferguson is trash. Okay. Well, that clears it up for me. I'm willing to take the plunge. Christian Miller, Edge, Alabama. Incorrect. Dang it. All right. So do you tell me or do I not get hints? Well, you can ask for hints if you'd like. Yeah, I've got, I've got best trait, worst trait. I've got a pro comparison. I've got. Conference he played in. Give me conference. SEC. Oh, man. Is it polite? It is polite. Oh, no. The people knew better than me. Oh, I'm upset. Do you, do you, have you heard my comp for polite? No, hit me with it. Tack McKinley. Oh, that's good. That's not yeah, bad, yeah, right? Yeah. Now that's really good. He has, polite has those same reps McKinley did where you just like rewind it at like 25 speed and you're like, how do you get five yards in two steps? Right, it's just right. silly. Yeah. Oh, man. So wow. Wait, had, okay, shout out to everybody in the chat for getting polite, by the way. Yeah, Y'all won one over me. Zach Gingy, Halicon Gray, uh, A.O. Rizzo. Those are the only uh, Ja'Kai Polites I'm seeing. So we had uh, three three viewers get it. And, Ben, you teased it, but you didn't finish it. Yeah, man. I thought it was Miller. See, I got I got uh, thrown by the fact recency that I know you bias. just wrote up Miller's Yeah, report. it's recency bias. Yeah, that was on me. All right, my last one. Well, last one for me. Yep. Right now, right. Kyle has two points. Ben has one point. All right. So I need this one to really hit home for me. All right. Let's hit it. Uh, doing running back on this one. Okay. It's tough to fully trust Blank, who seems to lack the ideal vision and creative instinct of an NFL running back. Too often, Blank runs directly into a tackler or even a blocker, fa- failing to give his offensive line time to develop the concept and create space for him. And when space is not created for him, Blank struggles to create it for himself. With a strong burst profile and good long speed in the open field, Blank is regularly looking to get vertical and hit the home run, and profiles best to a heavy power scheme that runs from under center. And with his pass protection chops, he can certainly carve out a role at the next level. But But he can't be trusted on zone runs yet, and he will fail to garner consistent touches given that he is not yet a consistent runner. This is interesting because this, this is the one I was banking on to get you. Yeah, this this kind of had like an evolution of 
like thought processes of, of guys that I thought it could be. All right. So he's a gap power runner. Mm -hmm. He's got good pass protection skills, but he's not able to create yardage on his own. Yeah. I've seen Damian Harris and Benny Snell, Holly Field, and Mike Weber. I will say right now, if there's any any eval that says poor pass or uh, good pass protection, you can go ahead and take Benny Snell right out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's not his best trait. <laughs> um, it's funny when you were first talking about running into the backs of guys. I'm like, hot damn, we're talking about either David Montgomery or Bryce Love. And then you talked about, or um, then you talked about pass protection. You talked about he has a good speed profile, right? Yeah, I'll tell you right now, his like his pass protection just surprised me, given the rest of his profile. I was like, it's so odd that he's quite good at this, given everything else about him. This is NFL Under Review. Local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Award Show was last week, and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore, and don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns, he had 53 total tackles, Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is Darwin Thompson? No, sir. Eh, big legs. All right, give me conference. SEC. Miles Gaskin, get out of here. No, Gaskin's great vision, great instincts. Is it uh, Damian Harris? No, sir. Travion Williams. Ding, ding, ding. Travion. Yeah. Man, I was disappointed in Travion Williams' film. I was hoping to find something more there. Yeah, so did anybody get that right? No, sir. I did not see Travion Williams in, in the guesses whatsoever. Ben I will had say, to dig deep into the day three running backs to stump us, guys. Yeah, well, I was hoping he wouldn't be a day three guy. Is <laughs> my problem is I thought, like, you know, from you're seeing a lot of uh, stats. This guy's got great yards per carry and a minimum number of touches, whatever. He was a bell cow for Texas A&M. You go and you watch. This guy is married to the, the, the prescribed lane. Like, we're inside zone, he's just married to, yeah. like, B-gap, A-gap. He really just can't see outside of it. And so you've got backside penetration, and a guy with, like, not terrible change of direction, but, like, not great, but it's fine. Just put your foot on the ground and let him lay right by you. Let your center take him away. Just let him wash him and work backside. He never does it. He, well, rarely, I should say. He always just lets himself get taken down by backside pursuit. He's running into arm tackles constantly, and, like, he's 5'9", 200, 
but he's not super powerful, so he's not really breaking those all that often. Now, if you get a polar in front of him and you open up a, a, a little narrow alley for him and you let him just get vertical, dude can fly. And you saw yeah. that against Auburn. You saw that a little bit against LSU as well. And he has some nice contact balance for sure. But just generally speaking, he's not – he doesn't have the creative instinct. He doesn't have the creative vision, that full field vision that you love to see. And so I like the speed. And then pass protection, he's small. He's, he's short, I should say. He's thick. And he really likes to deliver a shot. So he's got a weird marriage of traits. I comped him to Wendell Smallwood. I don't love it, but it's the best that I've got in terms okay. of that, like, vertical burst, long speed, doesn't really have great vision. Yeah. Uh, I, I was so just, like, kind of let down. For what he's produced, it was just – it was disappointing film. Uh, is he thick – with a CK or two C's? Probably just probably just CK, I feel okay. like. So I don't not, know. He's, he's real, not a thick he's real, boy. Yeah, he's, he's real just, dense. He's just, he's just a dense dude. All right. I have a safety for you, Ben. Hit me with it. All right. Blank no projects. Everybody. Okay, here we go. Blank projects as a true game-changing defender at the NFL level. Whoa! Blank has been featured in the nickel and as a pressure safety with the most frequency, both areas he can play at the next level. With elite short area explosiveness and aggressiveness, Blank creates a ton of splash plays by driving forward and playing in attack mode. His mm. role as a deep ISO defender is one that will need time and patience. Yeah, I'm seeing the guesses right now. and Those are my immediate thought as well as Chauncey. Is, is the Florida safety. And what really tips it for me, I was I was sitting on, oh, maybe Nasir Adderley, he plays a lot on the nickel, whatever, something like that. But then the 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 burst coming into contact as an attacking mentality screams Chauncey. Like, that's like, I, I haven't gotten deep into his film yet, but all the highlight re real plays I've seen of him have been with him coming super aggressive, hair on fire. You'd love to see that play style. I'm locking in Chauncey. You are correct, sir. Yes, sir. What's up? Listen. So Two and two. A, 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 what was the first line? A, an immediate impact defender? Kyle, yes. where is he? Where is he grading out for you there, man? Uh, he has a first round grade for me. Healthy. Chauncey has, Chauncey, I put it out on Twitter today. He is the best football player I have watched in the last two weeks. That's so on cool. On film. He, he, I, and I did not prioritize him because I thought his 2017 film was trash. He had terrible contact balance, yeah. super sloppy as a tackler. Uh, guessing a little bit too much as far as uh, his coverage and, and diagnosis skills. But but this year, I thought he was absolutely phenomenal as far as what he did in zone coverage and underneath areas. Uh, again, the attack role that he can bring to the yeah. table. Uh, he's blown up the point right. in, in tri against trips and twins coverage. If, if they're run, running screen game his way, he's blown it up and he's making the tackle. I saw him one time blow up a fake bubble on one side and the play went to the opposite sideline and he made the tackle eight yards downfield. Listen, like, those Florida players phenomenal got awesome, motor. Maybe. Yeah, it was excellent. He's a really, really great watch. If you're looking for somebody fun that you might not have prioritized because he's not a quote unquote household name. Right. Check him out, man. I, I was really, really blown away by his tape. So do you have a comp for him? Because I heard one today that I'll, I'll float out there for you. I do not have a comp for him yet. He's one of those ones that I don't want to force it, right? Like we're trying to come up with comps for all these guys as we watch him. But if it doesn't come organically to me while I'm watching the tape, then I'm not yeah. going to force it. And then I'll wait for his athletic testing and kind of look for guys that test similar to him and are similar size and see if I can't identify a guy that kind of has a similar athletic profile. All right. What I was told, if you want to hear it, 
Yeah. Buda Baker as a comparison. I could see it. Yeah. I think um I think Chauncey's more physical. Nice. Um is Chauncey big, is Chauncey bigger? bigger? Yeah, he's bigger than, than Buddha was. Yeah, he's he's bigger. So uh but certainly I mean somebody had had mentioned like more explosive honey badger for him. Like that kind of role hybrid wow. defensive back is gonna be where he, he makes his hay. Yeah. It's tough to think of of, of Teron Matthew plus explosiveness. Like that's yeah, that's right? that's a scary yeah. idea. That's yeah. first round grade in day of the week. I was asked if he fits with the Eagles. The Eagles need more of a deep guy, and as Kyle's report said, he he needs development in, in the middle of the field playing deep. But Philadelphia, they will like to run those trap coverages with their safety. So if they want him in that role, they can go get him. Twenty five yeah. sounds like a good spot. Now you know who was a free safety didn't really materialize in the NFL level, but a, a free safety prospect that could fly that was used down in the box a lot of the ways against the run that Garner Johnson is is uh, Carl Joseph at West Virginia. Yeah, and Joseph's a guy who, I mean, I don't know about you, I really wanted him to get traded from Oakland because I yeah. wanted him to have an opportunity to revitalize. Let, let him go yeah. prosper somewhere else, please. Yeah, please just <laughs> get him out of the, the, the black hole, as it were. Uh, hope you guys had fun. I had a good time. Chat did well, man. Chat did very well. Yeah, the chat, uh, I think somebody on the chat got five out of six. Not like one individual, but at least one person correctly guessed five out of six. Uh, the exception being the one that you stumped me on, uh, Travion Williams. Travion, baby. Yeah. Well, congrats, Ben. You had to bring the hard-ass question. To okay, take. well, you you did. I, I thought I wanted to avoid doing three first-round grades. I'm pretty sure you did three first-round grades. I did Chauncey. I did Nikhil. and Ja'Kai. Uh, Ja'Kai does not have a first for me. So. Oh, really? He is an early two. So he'll be like a top 35 player on the board. Right now I have 21 first-round grades. Yeah, but it's different, right? Like last yeah, yeah, yeah. in years past, I'll I'll talk it out again real quick for anybody. I mean, we got shit over 50 of you guys listening in years past. I would give out a film score and then I would take the metrics that I use to kind of measure, you know, production profile, explosiveness profile, size profile, experience profile. And I would weigh that film score and let that adjust the final grade, and it could pull you in and out of, of tiers. As like if you had a first-round third right. grade, but it's low first round, and you don't have good production, and you don't test well, now you're a two. Well, I'm trying to trust the tape because I've been doing this for six years now, right? So uh, I have as good a confidence in my tape as I've ever had as far as being able to watch and, and diagnose these guys. So this year, once I score your film, it puts you into a bucket. So if you get first round grade, you go into the first round bucket. And then amongst the rest of the guys that also right. have first round grades, then that's where I use those metrics to kind of break the ties and so on and so forth. Yeah. So that's that's you the thought get out process. Of a bucket. You could get out of a tier, but you can't get out of a bucket. Right. So mm -hmm. like I have Nikhil Harry and Chauncey Garner Johnson in round one and I have Ja'Kai in early two. So Ja'Kai won't be rated higher than either one of those two guys. But if the other two guys are terrible at their testing and Ja'Kai blows up his testing, they could be like all three in a row at yeah. the bottom of the round one bucket and at the very top of the early two bucket. Yeah, but, well, there's a video of Nikhil Harry vertically jumping 42 inches. So that man ain't blowing his athletic test. Let me Listen, tell you. I, I think the folks that think that he's not going to test well are going to be surprised. I think he's going to have everything nice in his 40s going to be a little eh. He doesn't have the speed in yards twenty through, yeah, forty. 
to open up. I think his I think he's got enough explosiveness that he'll be fine for his ten yard split and he'll get out of there decent enough. I think he runs high four fives. Yeah, I think I mean I'm fine with that. I think ben, uh maybe this this would be a great idea for another Twitch show. Oh, I like Twitch shows. I like great and ideas. Guess athletic testing for guys. Because this yeah, is what okay. we do. This is what we do at the Senior Bowl, right? Just put somebody else on it because, man, oh, man, if there's a thing that I cannot guess, it is a 40-yard dash time. I suck at it. I'm the it's, worst. I, I would love to see the, the chat get involved in that, too. So oh, we might man. have to do that. As long as, as, long as there's, uh, there's censoring on the chat, it would probably be fine. Otherwise, it's going to get hasty. Um, to answer some questions that we saw in the chat real quick, for those of you still hanging around, uh, yeah, you guys liked this show. I'm really glad you did. This will be a regular staple. This sort of uh, guest the scouting report will be happening uh, probably about once a week moving forward from here to yeah. the draft, which is exciting. Will you be able to buy TDN merch? Absolutely. Uh, we'd love for you guys. We're very excited that you guys like buying TDN merch. Here's the tricky part. We have just so much stuff going on right now that it's simply just like we're excited you guys want it, but there's other stuff we're trying to get to at this point. So there's only so many man hours on so many things. Are you going to see TDN live at the Combine? Yes, in a big way with some big stuff in the works. Uh, more on that later. Uh, is next week the week we get the mock draft machine? No. Two weeks 25th. from uh, the Monday, so the 25th, which basically like the week, the, the combine begins that week. And so if you think the Monday of combine week, that's when you get access to the mock draft machine, build your own big board, and the new site in general, which the new site, if I may say, is quite snazzy. We'd be very it's, excited about that. It's um, and the rest of it is just people guessing 40-yard dash times. So that's it for that. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Come on back. Uh, as Ben said, uh, guess the scouting report is going to be something that we're doing as much as possible on a weekly basis. We're really trying to fill out some programming for you guys, keep you guys entertained. Uh, we had great watching audience today. So thank you so much for tuning in late night on a Tuesday and hanging out with uh, us here at the Draft Network. So Kyle Krabs signing off with Ben Solai. Thanks for checking us out, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.